You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 201. It's the day after the debates. Long-awaited Roman gladiatorial combat in the Colosseum. That was the debate, which was also kind of like just two old men yelling at each other, two grandpas yelling at each other. You know, everybody made the same joke about like, oh, Thanksgiving's early or whatever. And uh, I mean, not for me, because I, first of all, never really celebrated Thanksgiving as a child of neglect. But also, you know, my grandpa's, uh, my mom wasn't around, so they both weren't there to argue. But I'd imagine if they, I had two grandpas and I had Thanksgivings and they were white and they were on opposite ends of the, not really opposite ends, but, you know, one was a Democrat, one was a Republican, then that might have been what it would have been like, I guess. And so, like, one grandpa is kind of, like, meaner but funnier and the un- other grandpa is nicer but also kind of, like, doddering and a liar. I mean, he's a little... Basically... <laughs> I mean, I was like debating myself uh, as to whether I should talk about the debate since everybody's talking about debate. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying the same shit. Everybody's about, you know, so I don't want to add to the chorus of people saying the same stuff, you know. Um, I'm trying to find an angle that's either different or at least not as addressed as as much as it is in the mainstream media. And the mainstream media is essentially, of course, saying that Biden won. Biden was the decent man. Everybody saw Biden as the decent, nice, kind man. And then all the times Trump, you know, all the stuff he did wrong about how, like, first of all, there's the pandemic stuff and how he was saying there's no negative effects from my rallies. And, and then all the people, you know, left Twitter or whatever, Democrat Twitter, people on the establishment Democrat side are like, what about Herman Cain? What about Herman Cain? What about Herman Cain? So one guy out of the hundreds of thousands of people that met in all these rallies, that's who you're pointing to. One guy, the guy you fucking said was a moron, even though he was a goddamn brain surgeon, a neuroscientist who like split the first fucking conjoined twins or some shit. I mean, he did, he did like a lot of real stuff that none of us could actually do Herman Cain. And then everybody just shit on him for being a moron. And now they're using him, his dead name, they're invoking his name. His de- they're dead naming Herman Cain. <laughs> like they care. They don't care. Come on. Of course, the biggest thing was that like Trump wouldn't condemn white supremacy, right? And how, why wouldn't you do that? And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't he condemn it explicitly? But it's like, I don't know. All right. Am I gonna just? Maybe I'll just hit some of these top things and I'll just go back into them into depth. And maybe this is. A waste of time. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to hear it. He's like, who cares about the debate? First of all, everybody's like, oh, that debate was so awful. It was such a disaster. It was so terrible. So whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? I mean, Biden did better. Everybody was expecting Trump to come in and just knock Biden out in one punch. And he's like, no. You know, people are saying maybe Trump was too soft or maybe Biden's better. You know, that, you know, he made it. He made it the old guy through the hour and a half. That was the most impressive thing. That Biden made it through, and that was no matter, you know, and that that gives him a win. But the thing is, you feel, you understand that like Trump just just can't go in there and be like you're a retarded, <laughs> like you can't do that because everybody will just go. <gasps> Everybody's all like sensitive because of the pandemic. Both sides, left and right, quote unquote. There is no left and right, by the way. But do you understand the left and right in our country is so to the right 
that other countries look at it and go, look, what the fuck are you guys? These are just two camps of conservatives arguing with each other. <laughs> There's no left. There's no, the left is usually associated with like anti-war and uh, wealth equality, you know, stuff like that. Neither party is doing that, right? Neither party is doing that. But at the same time, this was the pro wrestling spectacle that we were asking for, okay? Listen, 20 years of reality television we've had in this country. I mean, more than that, but 20 years of solid, like, Survivor, the Survivor era. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, so- the Apprentice era. You know what I'm saying? We turned our entire country into reality television. We turned politics into reality television. Everything, we, we put so much money into reality television like us as in consumers have given so much money and time into it we've turned reality television into reality and now we're all upset that a reality television game show host is our president and that our debates have now been uh there's no decorum there's no decency in decorum like what did you want you want one of those fucking boring ass debates like we used to have where everybody's like i love america no i love america i'm gonna cut taxes no i'm gonna cut taxes is that what you want do you remember the fucking simpsons episode where the aliens came you know don't look at me i voted for kodos you know where they took over the bodies of dole and clinton and it just it turned out they were the same they're like holding hands walking down the street because <laughs> needed to exchange nutrients you know what i mean that's what it is there is no left and right it's on all an illusion and i feel like yesterday was a great spectacle to show that there is an illusion there's no real two sides there's no real two sides of this thing i mean the two sides are over like wearing a mask remember and then trump was asked why don't you wear a mask and he's like i did and he pulled out a mask <laughs> which i thought was the moment of the night he was like I, I wear a mask when i think i need it but i'm not like that guy he's pointing to Biden, and he's like he'll be speaking 200 feet away from you and he's got the biggest mask i've ever seen <laughs> that's funny i mean that's funny yeah, you know, that's funny. And a lot of people are like, oh, Trump going after his son, going after, you know, blah, 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 how dare he, how dare he. And like, shut up. Shut up. How many times has everybody made jokes about Trump fucking Ivanka? Come on, come on, come on. There's real, there's no decency. That's right. Decency? Everybody's clutching their pearls over racism and decency. And meanwhile, you know what question wasn't asked to either candidate? Anything about the wars. Anything about the seven wars we're in where all we're doing is bombing brown people okay how's that for racist and decency huh how about that is there no decency what let's talk about decency as you're starving children in yemen because of a sanction okay let's talk about decency as like something like forty-four thousand people were killed in afghanistan this year okay just this year one of the highest points of the war that's is that decent is, that, is it racist? Is it racist that we're targeting brown people all over the world and just killing them? And then we mix them up? Doesn't matter if they're a journalist or a combatant or a kid. We don't give a fuck. Is that racist? Because, see, the guy who helped us get into the two wars that turned into seven under his boss, Obama, um, that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden, when he was in the opposition uh, during the Bush years, see, the Republicans had the White House... But the Senate was controlled by the Democrats at some point, and they still went to war. You understand? Still, we still went to war. Biden was one of the biggest proponents of the war. You know, there was a big there back then. The Democrats did have an anti-war faction, and Biden effectively shut it down. 
He effectively shut it down. He moved all everybody who was so-called left anti-war all got pushed to the right because now we're all for the war. You know, it was after 9-11. He was like, we got to get out there. You know, and so, for fuck, so Biden is the reason we are out there bombing brown people, brown children. Okay. So, and he's the one saying Trump is indecent and a racist. I mean, you know, that's what he's doing. It's like, it's all appeals. It's all, it's the art of the appeal, the art of the feels. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just pandering. Both of them, though. It's not like one's good, one's bad, but come on. All right. I think, I'm just wondering, like, what's new? What came out of the debate that's new, right? What, what have we learned about Trump that's new? In 2016, this is what was established about Trump, that he's a racist, perhaps a secret Nazi. Not only that, he's a fucking puppet of Putin. Okay, on top of that, it's kind of confusing, but okay, he's a Russian asset and a neo-Nazi, uh, and, and and he grabs pussies, hates, that was the October surprise, right, he's fucking, he hates women, he's bad to women, bad to minorities, he's bad, he's racist, misogynist, also he's an idiot, he's a moron, he's a total fucking moron, except he knows what he's doing when he t- sends those secret messages, except he's a total moron, he can never get anything done, but at the same time, he is getting everything done for Putin, like, it doesn't, <sighs> that was before the 2016 election, that all came out already, all that stuff is out, and people still voted him in, so what, let's just run the same thing, except this time have a guy who's even more associated with the previous administration do it, was not a woman at least hillary had a woman it was a woman she could be like i'm a woman you can't say that to me now it's just biden it's like two old guys now now it doesn't matter biden who grabbed pussies himself i mean none of that came out right nothing was asked about the pussy grabbing you know why because biden grabbed a pussy and nothing's going to be asked about the war you know why because biden started the war all right and nothing's going to be asked about wealth extraction from the poorest to the rich you know why because biden was part of that too Okay, he was in the last administration. He was also senator in the administration before that. They all voted this shit in. They all voted in the military budget. They all voted in the tax cuts. They all voted it, you know, the budgets for the the, the domestic budget, whatever. You know, they voted all in. He voted it all in. I mean, if anything, that's how Trump got in was the fact that he wasn't in the whole time. And this is what this is what the debate was about, essentially, where. You know, Biden's like, well, under your administration, this is what happened. And then Trump was like, it was your administration who fucking started it. That's the debate. Great. Meanwhile, nothing asked about the wars on terror, the war on terror, the war on drugs. Nothing asked about, you know, what are you going to do about fixing uh, the infrastructure of the country, the fucking economic downturn? What are you going to do about, you know, fucking people killing themselves in droves? What are you going to do? That was actually strangely not mentioned. You know, like Trump mentioned, oh, there's alcoholism, there's drug abuse because of the lockdown. It's very bad for people. But he didn't mention the unending suicides that are occurring, probably because the people who are committing, who are committing suicide is his base and they're in the military and all of that. And so, you know, probably doesn't want to make, you know, probably doesn't want to talk about that sore point. But Joe Biden could have jumped on that. Of course, then once he does that, then it comes full circle around to Biden being the one who put in these policies in the first place. So you see the conundrum. You see the absurd, ridiculous conundrum of this election where you got one guy who's the incumbent who gets to act like he's the anti-establishment candidate because the guy who's attacking him from the outside was the establishment. (laughs) Okay, right. And And we're supposed to believe that one is good and one is bad, that there's a difference that there's actually an actual difference between these two old men, white guys yelling at each other, right? Ugh. 
I think the thing that was established was that Biden is still an establishment liar, right? Because look at the question. They asked him, how are you going to, what's your stance on packing the Supreme Court? And what did he do? He just said, my stance is the issue at hand. And blah, blah, blah. he just fucking, you know, newspeak, speaked it away. And then Chris Wallace, fucking spineless cuck that he is, fucking didn't, didn't hold him to it. Didn't say, no, no, you, you answered the fucking answer the question. He didn't make him answer the question pussy right same thing that happened to trump in the uh, disavowing white nationalism or white supremacy he, he could have just had trump just answer just answer the fucking question you know just answer the fucking question but the thing is chris wallace himself is a fucking is compromises media shill because he perpetuated the both sides narrative that the media has been perpetuating about trump and i'm not listen i'm not like a fan of the guy okay i'm not a fan of trump but the thing is motherfuckers these fucking media have been either lying or completely incompetent in reporting a lot of this shit and it's fucking dangerous look at it look how riled up people are people are ready to take up arms if they lose an election right because and i frankly think the the media has been taking what is um, essentially a mental health crisis in this country and have made it worse. And mental health has been made worse by social media. It's been made worse by cable media. All the media has made mental health worse, and there's no mental health uh, infrastructure. There's no help for anybody. And they have these phones on top of it, okay? So everything's whipping people up into a frenzy. Plus, there's lots of guns everywhere. Yay, Okay. Um, I'm going to take this all the way back to when Trump was giving a press conference about infrastructure. And this was right after what happened in Charlottesville. Okay. And he ended up calling it uh, what was now called Antifa. Uh, he called them the alt-left because everybody is like alt-right, alt-right. This is back when the alt-right was a big deal. And they're like, alt-right, don't you see the alt-right is there? And he's like, what about the alt-left? Right. And so the, the reporter asked him, do you think what you call the alt-left is the same as neo-Nazis? And then Trump goes, those people, all of those people, excuse me, I've condemned neo-Nazis. I've condemned many different groups, but not all of those people were neo-Nazis. Believe me, not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch. Okay, so right there he said, I've condemned neo-Nazis. He said, I've condemned. And actually, if you Google, if you Google just Trump condemns white supremacy, you know, if you, you probably have to wade through all the shit from the debate, but you can find him. He does do it. He does do it. He's done it. He has. All right. But who cares? All right. And then he goes, those people were also down there because they wanted to protest the taking down of a statue, Robert E. Lee. So excuse me, and you take a look at some of the groups, and you see, you'd know, if you were honest reporters, which in many cases you're not, many of these, many of those people were there to protest the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. So this week, it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you really have to ask yourself, where does it stop? And then everybody yells, 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 yells. Okay, so, um, do you understand? So there you go. He's like, I did condemn them, okay? Let me, let me give you both sides. Here, let me watch this. Okay, so if you look up the very fine people on both sides remarks, right, just look it up, okay, and pull up the context, because you got to, you got to, the whole context is this whole thing, all right, uh, about the statues, that's what he's talking about, okay, so then they ask him again, they're asking about terrorism, they're asking, um, they're like, okay, what about the alt-left, okay,
Okay. So for a bit, there's a little bit of back and forth because of what uh, Trump says about, okay, are they going to tear down statues of George Washington, whatever? And then the reporters are like, Robert, George Washington and Robert E. Lee are not the same. Okay. And then, you know, Trump's like, George Washington was a slave owner. Was Washington a slave owner? Now he gets to lose his status? Okay. So he's going to go, he goes on. So they're arguing now about history, about should, do we have to tear down all the statues? So the context here is statues, history, statues, history. Okay. And then. At the, and then Trump's like, how about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? And then the reporter goes, I do love Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> so then the Trump goes, okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue because he was a major slave owner? Are we going to take down a statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And then you had people. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many other people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers. And you see them with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. And you had a lot of bad people in the other group. And then the reporter's like, sir, I just don't understand what you were saying. You were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly? I just don't understand what you were saying. And Trump's like, no, no. There were people in that rally, and I looked the night before. And if you look... There were people protesting very quietly the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. I'm sure in that group there were some bad ones. The following day, it looked like they had some rough, bad people, neo-Nazis, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them. But you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest because, I don't know if you know, they had a permit. The other group didn't have a permit. So I only tell you this, there are two sides to a story. Okay, so go on. So, okay, so this whole very fine people on both sides. Right, you understand the context now. You understand what he's talking about is that the people protesting the statues. Right, that's what he's saying. He explicitly says, "No, not neo Nazis, white," and he says they are to be condemned and whatever. So then at the debate, Chris Wallace is like, "Will you condemn neo Nazis? Will you condemn them?" Right, and this is the actual. He says, "Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups?" And Trump goes, "Sure." <laughs> And then Wallace goes, and to say that they need to stand down, not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. And Trump goes, sure, I'm prepared to do it. But I would say almost everything I see is, in, is from the left wing, not from the right wing. I'm willing to do anything. I, I want to see, then do it, sir. And then Biden goes, do it, say it. And then Trump goes, what do you want me to call him? Give me a name. Wallace goes, white supremacists and right wing militias. Biden goes, proud boys. Trump Proud boys, stand back and stand by. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa on the left. All right, so you see what's going on there? What's going on there is two guys are trying to get a guy who doesn't like to do anything for anybody who thinks he's the top dog in the room. And he is technically, as president, they're trying to get him to do something. They're trying to say, I condemn these guys. They're trying to get him to do it. In, the, in Trump's mind, He's like, if I do what they want me to do, then I'm like a bitch. So I got to do it in a way where I'm strong, right? But then it gets all confused because he's like, tell, give me a word. Tell me something to say. And then they said proud boys. And he's like, proud boys, stand back <laughs> and stand by. And he's really only saying that shit because Wallace previously had just said, you know, um, he was like that they need to stand down. 
right? So he's just riffing off what Wallace said. But everybody's like running with this, like, oh my God, he told them, he, he's giving them orders to stand down and stand by. He's giving white supremacist orders to do First of all, Proud Boys, not white supremacists, okay? They're fucking read their thing. They're male, they're Western chauvinists, okay? They're like people who are going up against all the people who want to tear down all the statues of history because of white supremacy. And they're like, oh, no, Western civilization is great, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that's their whole thing. And yeah, they scrap with Antifa, whatever, but they're fucking LARPing. The only thing that the Proud Boys can stand by to do is make some dank memes, you know, for the fucking meme war. That's important. That's what you guys should be doing, not fighting each other in the streets. All right? Um, yeah. The Proud, Boy, the Proud Boys activated. The, Trump has the military under his control. What is telling the Proud Boys to stand by? What is that? Do? What? The man controls the entire executive branch. He has U.S. Marshals. He's the National Guard. <laughs> He's got, he actually has real weapons and guns at his disposable at his disposal. And he, proud boys. He doesn't even know who the fuck they are. He doesn't know who they are. He's just saying stuff, man. And then here's the whole thing. You think okay, if Trump goes, I denounce white supremacy, they could just take those words. You know you understand that that's just an ad waiting to happen. They can just take him saying white supremacy over and over and just play it in an ad. White supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. You know, they could just totally take it out of context. You think he's not fucking savvy to that? You don't think he's like, fuck, I'm not going to fucking have you catch me saying white supremacy. Have, might as well have him say, like, do you denounce pedophilia? And you go, I denounce pedophilia. And then you have him just go, pedophilia, 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 vote for Biden. You know, that's like, that's the kind of stuff that they would do. Okay? So... I get it. Everybody's like, he did not denounce white supremacy. He did not denounce white supremacy. He did not. Yeah, well, you know what? Some people don't want to do these fucking gestures, you know, by force. You know, when you're fucking forced to be like, are you racist? Say you're not racist. You know, it's like, you don't really, it's not about the content at that moment. It's about the context, right? And the context is that there's coercion going on and he's trying to appear strong as the president and not be coerced by these fucking two fucking spineless bastards. That's the whole thing is that Chris Wallace and Joe Biden both look weak. That was, a, you know, they fucking look weak and maybe you could sympathize with Joe Biden, but you would, Joe Biden would have won on the sympathy vote if Trump came out too hard. Okay. And that's the thing. Like, I don't like Trump, but now I'm forced, I'm being forced to defend him, not even defend, but to, hmm, it's really just to do the work against the lies that are being spread by not only the media, but people on the side who are, have been brainwashed by the Democrats and are now mouthpieces for them. They're just fucking blindly saying anything they're fed. They just blindly say it. Drive is raised. Is this, that, that. They manipulate. They fucking manipulate the full context of things, give you a little piece, and then everybody runs with it. Just like that $750 tax thing that fucking, if you actually look into it, he did pay millions. He did pay millions of dollars. The 750 was a liability. It, it's just fucking dumb. It's dumb. The whole thing is dumb. So I think, here's the thing. You know, I think the debate, all it really taught us is that we're in two bubbles. Two distinct bubbles in this country. You know, so it doesn't matter. It's just two old preachers preaching to their choir and, and Chris Wallace trying not to cry. That's what the debate was. <laughs> just like two old, weak guys, two weak guys, two, one strong guy, one weak old guy who's a liar. One liar from the outside, one liar from the inside, and one liar who just wants it all to stop, please. Chris Wallace, they should have had Joe Rogan moderate this thing. God damn it. Here's the thing. Just ask why there was no question about the wars. Why not a single, qu- a single question? Isn't that crazy? 
yeah, coronavirus pandemic, 200,000 people. Yeah, but can you can we talk about the death count that we're causing around the world? No, nobody wants to, neither side's going to talk. There's no opposition to it. So then it just seems like, hmm, maybe both parties are actually secretly in collusion. Maybe they're actually in collusion. It's not even secret, right? All you got to do is just pay both sides. That's, the, we have, you know, Citizens United, corporations, are, uh, that's their freedom of speech, right? You know, that military industrial complex implies a corporatized military system, right? You understand that. There's a privatized military system. There's a lot of power. We sell half the arms. The United States privately and publicly sells 50% of the arms to the world. And I guess above market, who knows, black market, who knows? We have a vested interest in war, Okay. So, and it seems to be imperative that both political parties support this uh, and create the illusion that there is a conflict between the two of them so that people don't go, hey, wait a minute, how do you fund these wars again? How are these wars funded? It's not through, it's not from, you know, supply and demand. It's not like, it's not like fucking, you know, iPhones, not because there's a demand, it's because it's, it's subsidized. Because the government, it's because where does the government get all that money? Oh, from the taxes that they collect. And where does where does that tax money come from? Oh, from us, from the people. Okay, so that's why I'm like, oh, Trump didn't pay taxes. He only paid seven hundred fifty dollars toward the perpetual war machine we created. Oh shit, so he didn't fucking chip in on killing millions of people around the world over twenty years, like I did. Like I paid my fair share. You mean he didn't do that? God, should he, be, he should be condemned, I guess, for not being complicit as we are in the wanton and wholesale slaughter of innocent people. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, this is what we're and we're being told to our faces that this is this is a, this is an election about decency. This is about decency and lives, right? Saving lives and decency. I mean, don't talk about the lives we're destroying overseas. No, don't. I mean, not those lives. Not those lives. Okay, what about the homeless guys on the... No, not those lives either. What lives are you fucking talking about that? What, these very specific set of lives that we've curated here, the 205,000 or whatever they are, that these are the lives you should care about. Not the, not the ones committing suicide at home because of the lockdown. Not those lives or suicide just from economic despair from the past 20 years of fucking neoliberal globalist policies. No, not that at all. Nope. Not those lives. Those guys are racist retards. They deserve to die. No, I'm talking about the lives that we've put here in this box. This, these lives here. That's, I don't know. It's absurd. It's patently absurd. Um, I want to make this a short one because what I don't want to just fucking, it's a short one. It's a post debate recap. It's just a short one. Um, here's the thing. This is what I'm coming down to. Um, this is why I hated reality television. Okay, this is why because it's like an ob- obscuration of the truth. It's like uh, tricking people into not knowing what's real anymore. You can't discern what's real because you're presented things instead of presenting presenting things as fiction. You're presented fiction as the truth, and then that kind of extended right into the media. Right, and that's extended right into our lives to the point where nobody knows what's true anymore. Nobody knows who to trust. You can't trust the media. You can't trust the government. You can't trust. You know, everybody is looking at conspiracy theories. Everybody's looking toward religion. Remember, I said people are turning to religion in droves because we need an answer. Right? 
Because it's so, the reality is that it's chaos and nobody knows, and we're all flying by the seat of our pants. And you, you can't tell your kid that growing up. You get a little boy or something, you got a kid growing up. You can't be like, listen, son, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm fucking, I'm just making sh- shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can't, you know what I mean? That kind of erodes confidence. So everything is just sort of like a fake confidence. We're all flying by the seat of our pants, but, but we need to, or else it's all going to fall. It's all going to crumble, right? And all of that was taken hijacked taken advantage of manipulated into presenting projecting the shadows on the wall like i talked about last time right all the shadows like we live in a projected reality now where what's fake is more real to us than things that are real right in front of our face that's just the way it is and the things that are in front of our face that are ugly we hide we obscure we put a tent or let them put tents or just not talk about it we just uh, we go through life which i think that that's really my uh, sore spot about this or sticking point about uh, why I go on and on or why there's like it seems like I'm taking this personally in some way even though I don't really care is because this is what my family did you understand this is what my dad did by trying to uh, pretend that every stepmom I had was my real mom this is what my grandma did by pretending that there never was a divorce and no split in the family and you don't have half uncles and so, you know none of this is real like it's just the it's just what people do you know, it's like what my family did through lies. And I see those same lies being perpetuated in the media and the government. <laughs> no, it's the same shit, though. I see the same shit happening. This is lies in order to obscure the reality, which is ugly, but we need to face it in order to get better and move on. And by obscuring those that reality in the guise of helping people or protecting them, what you're actually doing is hurting them, preventing them from coming to terms what with reality and instead forcing them to live this lie in a fake confusion that everybody's stressed out and has no idea everybody feels uncomfortable ill at ease and you can blame it on a guy you can blame it on this one guy who got elected four years ago or maybe you could blame it on the entire culture that we've been cultivating for 40 years 50 years 60 years you know what i'm saying the material empty culture that we've been perpetuating the war perpetual war culture the fucking credit building everything on credit financializing everything turning everything into profit turning everything into some derivative like financial instrument that you could all bet on where everything's just a giant ponzi scheme and that's what being productive is right it's just like fame for fame's sake. There's nothing real there. It's just fame. How many followers? How many likes? How many clicks do you get? How much engagement do you get? What are your impressions? How many, you know what I mean? Like what, do, what is that? It's all CPM. It all derives from CPMs, right? Cost per mil, which is you know, cost per thousand viewers, which is just advertising. It's all advertising and everything. That's the only meaning we have now. The only meaning we have now is just profit-driven. Uh, that's it. Just profit-driven, a profit-driven ideology which is essentially empty. That's why war is profit-driven. Healthcare is profit-driven. Teaching even is uh, not profit-driven, but it should be maybe. I don't know. It's um, it's not because the state controls it. I mean, it's a, so we don't even have free market capitalism. We have crony capitalism, right? We don't really have socialism. We have crony socialism, right? It's just the crony part is really the issue here. It's the money and basically the absence of any real values or anything like that and that the bottom line is the bottom line and that's all it is right that's all it is it sucks it sucks because you know it's just like being a child of neglect it's just like god i wish there was more to this <laughs> at least if you were hitting me i'd be like okay he's invested you know what I mean? like it just, does that make sense that makes sense all right um so anyways i'm gonna close it off close it off follow up follow up no i'm gonna 
wrap it up. There we go. I'm wrapping this up now. I think the one thing that is still hanging out there is that um, I think Trump's got something. I think that's what I came out of the debate with. Like, Trump's got something. Uh, Biden, I don't think he's got anything. I don't think he's got, you know, there's no October surprise. Like, what? I'm just trying to, it's like, they might have him saying the N-word on tape. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But how is that really going to do anything but confirm? It's just confirmation bias at this point, right? You could literally have him on camera saying it, and people will be like, that's a deep fake. You know, like, it's just not going to, one side's going to be like, see, told you. And the other side's going to be like, that's fake. Fake news. So, impasse. There we are. But what I do think is that Trump mentioned that he had, he did the invest, there's the Durham investigation, you know, what they're calling Obamagate, what they're calling the use of the FBI to basically, basically it was like a deep state coup against the sitting president that they now, that he said he had evidence of. And I think this did, there is, I was listening to, um, uh, some political podcasts about how like they just declassified this letter um, from, and it was from John Brennan and it states who was in uh, uh, this meeting. There's a meeting while Obama was president, with John Brennan um, and the head of the FBI, you know, all these people where they basically did say that we're going to go ahead and go after Trump for this Russian thing, you know, even though we don't, really have you know it's sort of like they believe there was evidence but they knew they didn't have it and there was an okay from hillary clinton and that's what trump was talking about where he's like you know we've got it all on tape or whatever because because <laughs> i think they were surveilling all of it so they have a lot of data they have something coming there's something coming okay and it's gonna be real i want to know what it is because they got they did this whole investigation over russiagate remember no mention of Russiagate either, which is very interesting. Not a single thing about Russiagate, which could really, could have really hurt Biden. So I was actually very surprised that Trump just mentioned it that one time when he talked about the coup and then he had all this tape. And then you should have seen Biden's face. Biden was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so, Because right, he was probably there too. Or I don't know if they got him. If they had him directly, he probably would have said it. But because he said you indirectly, but so meaning the administration. So I think ultimately Obama and Hillary are the ones who are going to be sort of uh, placed in this room, or at least uh, there's just this meeting that occurred with Brennan and the FBI about Russia and the election. Um, and of course, you got Charles Schumer saying the intelligence community has six ways till Sunday to screw you over. And if you can't take that, maybe that wasn't, maybe that was a joke. Maybe that was a joke. A lot of people are like, oh, he was being facetious or sarcastic. It was just a joke. But then you can't say Trump was seriously being like, Russia, if you're listening, find me your email. You know, that's, then that's a joke too. Okay, so impasse again. Great, great. So really it comes down to like if you just believe that, if you just don't like Trump and you believe he's bad and you just, it's easy to believe everything that everybody's saying, you just go with it because it's comfortable because it's actually more uncomfortable to be like, no, I've, they've actually lied to me this whole time and I've just been going along with it and they took advantage of the fact that I hate this guy to fucking, it's just like WMDs. So just take advantage of the fact that we were attacked and we wanted to direct our anger at somebody and they're like, you know what, let's invade Iraq. And we're, the fucking media was like, you know what, we got WMDs, everybody, we got to get in there. And then everybody was like, okay, let's all go. And we did. Same thing. It's just taking advantage of your emotions, of your feels, and then using that to create a false narrative by giving you quote-unquote evidence. There's never any evidence. That's the whole thing. Russiagate, there's never all the evidence you ever look at. It all falls apart. That's why they didn't have anything. That's why Trump's 
not in jail. Okay, they barely mentioned that three years of his first term was all about him being a Russian puppet, and that he was illegally installed, and that the Russians stole the election, and that, and then nothing came of it. No, not a single mention. Everything is, it's as if his whole presidency is from January or from March. Like, that's literally what that debate sounded like. Was that like, these people are, it's, a, it's just, you're just talking about the fucking last six months. That that's what this whole election is about. That's the only thing they could point to. That's when people are like, it's such, we can't continue this hell and we can't continue this. It's only been six months. Like, I mean, I mean, only is relative, of course, but. The entire three and a half years before that, fucking everything was going great. I mean, quote unquote, great, but everything was fine. This normal everybody wants to go back to, except for the fact that the entire media establishment and the intelligence community and the FBI seem to be gunning for Trump and trying to say that he was a Russian puppet and then had nothing to show for it. Coincidentally, the guy they put in charge of the whole thing, Robert Mueller, is the same head of the FBI that told the Senate that... There were WMDs in Iraq. Okay? You can just fucking look that up. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting that there's this connection between what they did with WMDs in 9-11, taking advantage of people's anger and feeding them a false narrative to send us into a war that we're still there 20 years later and added six more on top of that, seven wars. Okay? Isn't that a coincidence that that man who convinced the Senate back then that there were WMDs was now charged with finding the evidence for another fake narrative about the Russians stealing the election. Same guy. And guess what? He didn't find anything. Nobody found anything. There's no fact. Okay? Then they launch- so they've launched a counter-investigation on the Republican side, because now they control the executive branch, and now they, I'm sure, and they found stuff. So let's see. Well, I think that's, there's gonna, that's what the October surprise is going to be. So... I look forward to that. I would, I want. I think this thing needs resolving. It's got to be resolved. It's just kind of left. You know what I mean? Like if America's a show, it'd be like a cliffhanger that still hasn't been resolved from two seasons ago. Like we got to resolve. We got to close the loop. Anyways, that's all. I hope this wasn't too boring. I hope this wasn't too uh, repetitive. I, you know, this post debate analysis. I hope it wasn't because there's plenty of pundits doing the shit. Plenty. I'm sure you're listening, and there's plenty of people who are doing the, a way better job than me at this. Fucking, I'm sure Jimmy Dore, who followed me on Twitter. Fuck yeah, Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore, fucking uh, Aaron Mate, Scott Horton, fucking Dave Smith. You know, all these all these people out there have been talking about Russiagate, how it's fake, and all this stuff. You know, they're doing a way better job than me explaining this. Okay, so I encourage you to listen to them to actually hear evidence and facts. Actually hear the shit that I've been listening to that led me to the conclusion that Russiagate was a fucking hoax that is basically that it is a government scam to try to fool the public just like with the wars and it seems to be the same people okay is that a coincidence hmm I mean yeah it is a coincidence but is that is that meaningful I think so I think it's I think that's what's being obscured you know and Listen, I fucking listen to people on the left and the right. That's the whole thing. I don't listen to just one side. I listen to, and I don't, li- and, and honestly, I skip the middle. I try to skip because the middle is everywhere. The dominant uh, narrative, the dominant fucking, the conventional wisdom or the conventional take on everything is put out everywhere. Okay. 
fucking whatever the dominant the dominant thinking of the liberals are there and the dominant thinking of the conservatives and just in that center that two-party system that both seems to be pro-war that's everywhere okay so i like to listen i mean i listen to that stuff and look at that stuff but i like to listen on the I, you would call them the fringe i guess but really people who are to the left of the center and to the right of them and not necessarily right like nazis you know i'd like fucking libertarians or whatever you know like people who don't believe in liberty that, you know, just voices that just progressivism and libertarianism are just demonized, right? And fucking, you're told that they're either Nazis or fucking commies. And you, nobody fucking listens to these people. And when you listen to them, they're actually they seem to be the most reasonable people. And I'm not talking about like Black Lives Matter and Antifa and fucking Proud Boys and White Supremacy. I'm not talking about those. Those guys are fucking LARPers. Do you understand? It's all that they are actually part of the fucking the grift of the center. The fucking Ponzi scheme. I'm talking about the independent voices that are out there that are completely ignored. Okay? Just like me. <laughs> That's, I don't know. You listen. You start listening to some of those people and you start putting everything in context. They start helping you put things in context. Just like I had to read the whole fucking transcript of the conversation back and forth of when Trump said they were fine people. I'm sure they were fine people and then how everybody took that little soundbite and ran with it. You understand, like that's what they would have done if he was like, "I denounce white supremacy." They would have just taken white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. They would have just taken that and used it against him in an attack ad. Like, you know, that's just that's just where we are now. Okay, that's where we are now. And of course, Trump knows that that's a thing because he would have done it himself. <laughs> that's the kind of thing he does. Okay, so I don't know. I feel like we deserve what we get in this country. Okay, we deserve it. This is our president for the moment. That's our president. Okay, and it really looks like he's going to be the next one. Yeah. Well, I'm not voting. That's just you can't get me to vote after that. Come on, Are you kidding me? It's you're telling me this is some kind of crucial existential threat. That's what Kurt Metzger says. He's like, this is a crucial existential threat, and you're running Joe Biden, right? Why are you running Joe Biden? Why are you running him? Doesn't that cross your mind? Doesn't that cross everybody's mind? Why is this guy being run? Why is he the guy? You want to know why? Because. You know how we didn't talk about Russiagate. We also didn't talk about impeachment. And impeachment hinged on the fact that Trump was investigating a political opponent or trying to stop a political opponent and thereby interfering with the 2020 elections. That's what Ukraine Gate was all about. It was about him asking the president of Ukraine to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and their business dealings, you know, and to, or at least to announce it to make it look bad. And everybody was like, oh, that's, that's, you know, that he's trying to mess with the uh, election and then this whole thing of like the fucking weapons and all this stuff. But it really comes down to the crime. The quote unquote crime is that he investigated Joe Biden, a political opponent before the election in an attempt to manipulate it. That's what it is. But the thing is that was before Joe Biden was the nominee. So how did they fucking know? They didn't know. They had no idea. But the thing is they have to run Joe Biden now. They have to run him because otherwise the whole narrative falls apart. If Joe Biden was just sitting on the sidelines as a private citizen. Then the impeachment narrative falls apart because now he's not a political opponent. He's just ex-vice president Joe Biden who was corrupt and maybe needs to be investigated. Okay? So, so that's why he's being run. It's all fucking KFAB. It's all pro wrestling. It's all we should just enjoy what we can while we can. Okay, is everything going to go to shit? Maybe, but is not. It's not because of some guy who holds office. It's because of the fucking past fifty years. Everything we've done, everything we're doing now. Okay, driving around, using our phones, all of this shit, listening to this, all of it. It just creates waste, death, poison. 
you know, it's industrialism, it's fucking, it's economic, you know, uh, extraction of wealth from other countries. It's post-colonialism, you know, it's just fucking it's people working in factories and mines and just being ground down to nubs so that we can argue with each other on the phone. Okay. That's what it is. So enjoy it. That's what I say. We're on top, everybody. I mean, in this, in a system like this and you know, where we're all in hell, it's might as well just be the demons on top. Huh? Yeah. We're all going to go down below. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Rojan Kim cast. Um, I will be back maybe tomorrow, maybe for the first of the month. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please follow me on Twitter, on the Instagram, subscribe to the newscast. Please leave a comment, rate, review, all that stuff. Little things to bump up the numbers, share it, like it. I don't, I mean, I do care. I, I do give a fuck. Yeah. Do, do that stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.